guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, Revenge has a name, and her name is Snowblood. Lady Snowblood to you. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Shout out! So you can leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Then head over to cultfilminterview.com. Pick up a t-shirt. Maybe one like the one Mike is wearing right there. Is that there a t-shirt? Mike has a t-shirt on. Mike has a t-shirt on. He's repping the, the dandridge tonight. Yeah, let, let, yeah. yeah. Navy blue. Got a na- I got a navy blue. Can I tell you something? I didn't realize this was navy blue until this morning. You asked for you navy, asked blue. For navy blue. I know, but I didn't think you gave it to me. When I got it, I was just like, oh, cool. Chris got me a shirt. Oh, he so got I me the wrong thing. Cool. And I didn't even think about it, but it seemed black like... <laughs> Underneath, like the dim lights. Yes. And then I pulled it out of the dryer the other day, and I was like, "This is fucking blue." Yeah, it looks good in the navy blue. I must it does. say, yeah. it I wanted to do something other than black. I like yeah. that you took a chance on that, Kyle. Baseball tee. He picked up. He got one for Christmas. How's that wearing? Uh, I I haven't worn it yet. So I haven't. Fantastic. <laughs> Really so good job, buddy. Man. <laughs> yes and Kyle. Really selling it. Just I, really selling that. I was t-shirt. trying to yes and with an additional add-on story, but y'all jumped on it too fast. <laughs> <So> good. <laughs> Uh, I never wore it. I hate it, actually. Are you uh, serious? No, he, no. Can I that's, return Kyle, it? Uh, that's Kyle's reaction to it. Mm, I thought well, it was know, a little I, flashy for I me. Had, I had to change the oil, and I couldn't find a rag, and it was right there, so I just used that to clean with the grease off my hands. Yeah, so go pick up one of the rags. At, <laughs> yeah. The oil rag. Yeah. <laughs> at coltfilmandreview.com. <laughs> Can we just make an oil rag print version? Sure. With yeah. a bunch of black hand I'm print. surprised Breadbubble doesn't already offer Bread that. Bubble. Bread bubble. Bread bubble. Oh, bread bubble. It's if, on if there bread was a, bubble. If there's a place called Bread Bubble, dude, I'd be there in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> it's like a restaurant popped up and it was called Bread Bubble. No, I'd no, be like, no. Fuck it's a, yeah. no. It's an online website where our bread artists sell their artisanal breads. <laughs> yes. Breadbubble.com. Do you shop on Breadbubble? Yeah. 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 Yeah, where do you get your bread bowls? Try that country loaf. Ridiculous. Always, I am joined by Cass Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilmberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everyone. Tonight, we are talking about Lady Snowblood. It was directed by Toshia Fujita, and it was directed in, uh, directed in, came out in 1973, was filmed in Japan, and currently sits at 100%. Jesus. On Rotten Whoa. Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. How many reviews? Like six. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but on, waiting on a, hasn't quite even, kicked in. <laughs> even the even the fan level is pretty impressive. If I remember correctly, it was eighty five percent. That's good. Um, this is Kyle's pick. Kyle, why'd you pick Lady Snowblood? Uh, I picked Lady Snowblood because um, just like last week's episode, I th- I feel like this is one that I've talked about since we started this podcast and just haven't gotten around to doing. Um, and uh, it's a movie that I uh, I, I stumbled across. Uh, cron. 
Oh, a cron. I stumbled across mm. accidentally, and uh, it's always really stuck with me. Yeah. And I thought it would be another great addition to Kyle's uh, Kyle's collection of Japanese samurai kung fu movies that I'm trying to inject into this podcast. I like. Um, I think you found what maybe I like and Chris likes. I could be wrong. I don't want to speak for Chris. Hmm. In the woman revenge tale. There's a lot of them. There's, yeah. There, there, yeah. There's a there's a good amount of those um, that have the same level of like like craziness, same level of violence, and the same uh, brutality. Although I don't know if uh, uh, many other like uh, Japanese actresses uh, quite encapsulate the intensity that. Uh, uh, the star of this, and she was also star of uh, Prisoner, Scorpion, female her? Prisoner. Yeah, same actress. Right on. That she has, because she has very commanding fucking eyes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, there's a lot. Don't worry, there's more. I'll, I'll pepper more in. I'll pepper more <laughs> in. There's more coming. Let me throw a little salt in there. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris, have you seen Lady Snowblood before? Have you heard of it before? No, but Kyle has talked about doing this movie for probably a few years, I would say, and also. There was an unreleased video he did where he talked about this movie, um, and ever since he was describing it on that video, I wanted to see it so because. And he said, "Oh, this is probably something that you would be interested in because it has a t- you know a ton of blood and, and and action and stuff in it." So I was looking forward to seeing it. Mike, what about you? When you, you've seen this before? I yes? have seen this. I saw this about a year ago because another piece of un- unreleased footage, Unle- uh, unreleased, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle and I had a. a like a really quick, we t- we were testing out doing a uh, kung fu and samurai only podcast. Like we were only going to cover those types of films. Spaghetti westerns as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Spaghetti westerns as well. Yeah. And it was it was basically based on the fact that Kyle like Ky- Ky- Kyle's a fan of this, and I had never really. I, I wasn't ever a really big fan of like any of those types of films, right? So it was like Kyle introducing me to this type of stuff, and I, I was this the first or second. This I was think. the second, I think. The second one that yeah. he chose was Lady Snowblood. And uh, I watched it. We we did a, a quick uh, little potty cast thingy. Yeah, we did. We did 30 minutes, and that got yeah. lost on the uh, the ill-fated hard drive that, yeah. that, <laughs> that, that, died, lo- that died a year uh, ago. Unfortunately, lost all the content. But yeah. Um, So, yeah, thanks to Kyle, I was able to watch this film uh, about a year ago. I've not seen it before. I've heard Kyle mention it before. And I think something, was it last week at some point? He was just like, fuck it. We're going to do Lady Snowblood because I'm going to make you like Japanese movies. I don't think I said that at all, but I do remember <laughs> saying... I do like that. Because I we were, do remember saying, fuck it, I'm going to pick that finally. Because, no, because yeah. we were talking about something with Quentin Tarantino. It was brought up that this was an influence in uh, yeah. Kill Bill. I think it's because yeah. I said I didn't like Kill Bill. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what brought it on. Yeah. It was last show, actually. Yeah, yeah, and everybody turned on me, and then he said, fuck it! <laughs> I, I pointed. I, I pointed at you. Yeah, you've put me to this. Well, so, so what you're saying is you, you forced my hat. This was clearly an influence. <laughs> that movie was influenced by Lady Snowblood. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. and I mean, sure, I mean I'm sure we'll talk it. about it. But when, yeah, well, you can see. Are, we can talk about it now because you can definitely straight see it. up. Well, let's go into yeah. the plot and then we can talk about. We can say the, this is where Tarantino he, Tarantino did a shot for shot remake right here. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't well, think that at all. That's not at all true. But yeah. There's there's subtle elements, but 
That's yes. fine. There's some, there's, some exact, <laughs> subtle, there's some exact shots yeah. and subtle elements. Yeah. Um, it's being as subtle as being hit with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> some people might not take actually, that as aggression. I don't even mind that. Like, if you he's can do open, it masterfully, no, he's o- then like, here's sure. The, here's like, the thing. He's open about it. That's why I don't. Every, the, like, nobody, anybody who knew about these films or Grindhouse films in the past can look at a Robert Rodriguez or a, oh, yeah. Eli Roth film or a Quentin Tarantino and see those influences heavily. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, like obviously, I'm not going to bash any of those actors or directors. No. Yeah, like no, no. yeah, no. I even though I, I there's it's hard for me to find an Eli Roth movie I like. I still like Eli Roth. Well, we didn't bring him up. We, we, no, we were didn't. talking about. I, d- I did bring up said, Eli Roth, oh, but shame. I, I would never. <laughs> I, well, I don't bash Eli Roth just because yeah. I'm not a fan of his films doesn't mean I'm. I, yeah, I think he's a that, bad, that, that is Cody's job. I don't okay. think he's a bad director. No, I don't. Track. I don't. I don't bash him either. I, I love listening to that guy talk. It's, it's just, just not my favorite. Yeah, genre. He's, not my, he's not my favorite director. Yeah, That's I all. think we discussed that before. I think we discussed in the past the difference between him and Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, he might take exact shots, but he mostly focuses on mood, feeling, and theme that he pulls from his source films that he pay, is paying homage to. Whereas I feel like Eli Roth. Is a little more aggressive about the stuff he takes from the movies that he uses, and like, and he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't wove those influences in. I feel like personally, as seamlessly or as smoothly as Tarantino no, would. No, Tarantino obviously puts a lot of care into the way that he represents like something that influenced him. Anyways, we're kind of Lady Snowblood number. Sorry, we got off on a <laughs> tangent because Lady Snowblood influenced probably these directors in some yes. way. Yeah. Oh, definitely, I, I definitely believe that. So you know, for people who may not have seen Lady Snowblood, we should probably figure out what this movie is about. So let's get to plots with Mike. Lady Snowblood. Ooh. A tale of revenge like no other. Damn, dude, that was a good comment. Sean Connery's doing it tonight. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to tell this one chronologically because it's a little hard to... It, it, for it, The way the film is presented is non, non-chronologically? non Ill, Ill, it, it, it's li- It's <laughs> linear, but they employ a shitload of flashbacks. A lot of flashbacks. So uh, I'm going to do it chronologically. Um, it, this is, takes t- place during a time of civil war and unrest in Japan. No. It's not civil war. No, it's more it's of not a civil this war. Take, no, it's this, unrest. <coughs> this civil unrest. So the, yeah, certainly unrest. This movie's framed. <laughs> this movie's framed around in the late 1800s when um, Japan was west was trying to become westernized. Right, I got that. There was a huge conflict between the like the peasants of old and the modern people who were trying to be more but they were all western Japanese, right and yes there was western influence they were trying to employ western influence okay, so maybe stuff not like a that. like a like there a, wasn't a civil war happening a straight up civil war but civil unrest a, a draft a forced draft there we that's go. what it was it's there very similar to the plot of uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 very much so very much so in fact i would yeah. say that this film probably copied that film yeah. Yeah. <laughs> went back in time, <laughs> saw forward, forward in, time. in time, saw the film, went back in time, and created Lady Snowblood. I believe that's what happened. Yeah. Anyways, uh, forward so, to the future. Uh, the, uh, this uh, couple, they're walking across the thing, and uh, this guy, he's wearing all white, so he thinks he's part of like, like he thinks he's like high class. No, I think he's part of the uh, yeah, the draft, the draft faction or whatever. And um, these four people, they murder him right in front of his wife. And they take his wife, like basically, as a like a sex slave, essentially, and at least for a couple days, right? And then yeah. she she ends up murdering 
the person that 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 kidnapped her and, and took her, and then she gets put into prison. And there in prison, she gives she starts uh, having sex with all of the uh, guards. Essentially, people think she's just very promiscuous, but in truth, she's actually she realizes she's never going to get out in time to extract revenge on the people that killed her husband. So and um, son. And son. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Correct. I was going to leave that as like a surprise thing. And son. Uh, but um, yeah. And uh, so she decides that if she has a child, then she can pass on that vengeance onto her child and her child can fulfill that. And that's exactly what happens. And what happens? She gives birth to a child named Yuki. She entrusts her with one of her uh, cellmates. Um, she goes on and all through Yuki's life, she decides to train so that she can uh, live up to this revenge that her mother uh, has given to her her birthright, and she takes the name of Lady Snowblood, and systematically she goes after the people that murdered her father, and that imprisoned is her mother. It, yeah, he really wrapped it up well at the end there. Yeah, he did. He, That's he, the most solid. Finish I want to hear like, like a bomb drop at the end yeah. of that. That was probably that was so solid. Really, that was the best plus with Mike. Outro you've ever done. <laughs> One out of a hundred, guys. Love it. One out of a hundred is solid. Love it. Everything else, people are like, that's not even, that doesn't even happen. <laughs> that's, the pl- that's the plot to Home Alone 2. <laughs> Did he watch the same film? So Lady Snowblood, she's in New York. Her she's parents are nowhere around. in New York. <laughs> Again, meets Donald Trump at one point in time. Didn't know he was going to be president, but hey. Befriends a pigeon lady. <laughs> Uh, gives her some two total doves, thinking that means something. Uh, in the end, she probably still dies. She probably pawned that for food and, and got another day out of it. With that being said, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Lady Snowblood. Cut it! Quit! You got it all! And we're back. We're talking about Lady Snowblood came out in 1973. I, I'll i be honest, man. This movie, uh, does, it opens hard. Oh. It opens hard, hard, yeah, hard in a good way, hard no. in a bad way. You were bitching about that hard baby a, crying because there's no music. It's just a baby crying for straight two minutes in the shriek, and you know, at the point you just want to, you want to shake it. It's not supposed to I be didn't. a comfortable scene. It's supposed to make <laughs> yeah. you feel like you're going through. Labor I'm not gonna lie. I don't think it jail. affected you the same way it affected me. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, oh, I was just like I, I, I was like, come on! I already know. Okay, I got, I got the point that she had a baby in jail. Set a dismal tone. I yeah, think. it does. It's it supposed does. to set a dismal tone, and you're not supposed to, that, like to your point, Chris. It's not supposed to be like in a happy area, <laughs> right? You know, like it's supposed like, to be offensive. I think actually, in a weird to be way. Honest with you too, like even on the second watch of this film, I was kind of like, like, does a baby die? Like, you know, like there was a part of me like it leaves you with the idea that maybe the baby passes away. Like you don't know exactly gotcha, yeah. what Who, happens until the die. very next scene. Yeah, yeah. but right. um, it does leave you with a sense where, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think the baby 
lives or dies. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like you think, like how is a baby gonna survive in a fucking prison? Yeah, no. yeah. That that is what I'm thinking too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like going. Th- I'm like working my mind through the intricacies of that. Like so, like does the baby get its own cell? No. Yeah. See, I was like <laughs> under the impression, like, oh, I guess no. that's just a thing. When you have a kid, they don't have to stay in jail. This is literally Bane's origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True, true, true that. True that. It yeah. is like that's, a, that's a, exactly what I linked it to. I was like, holy shit, this is Bane's origin story. That's Hilarious! <laughs> like he was born in a prison too, and he was raised in one, and that's where I thought it was going. Uh, but you know, uh, Yuki, as she is named, uh, correct, is given yeah. this hu- huge responsibility of carrying out the revenge of her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as Mike pointed out, why earlier because of this 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 horrible scene that we we find out in a flashback later on that you know her father, we're well, not even her father. We don't know who her father is, uh, but the guy. We'll call her, her father. I, she she yeah. she identifies as that's that's her father. Yeah, you know, was murdered, and then she was tortured. Her mother was tortured for four days and raped for four days. Correct. And her brother was uh, looked like just bashed in, in the head. head over a fucking creek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And basically, her her mother gives her this this task of uh, murdering the people who are responsible. But for here's this. the interesting thing about it, and I want to just say, just to preface like the 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 beginning of this film and like. The weird, not weird, I want to say weird, but like the gravity to this is that you're talking about a child that never met her mother. Yes. Like she never meets her. Well, right? she does for a brief moment, like what, 20 minutes before she dies? Like the, yeah, ba- she, the baby's alive. She, she states that she remembers everything from that. Oh, from that. True. Chris is talking about the, you know, the real quality time they got to spend for yeah. 20 minutes in prison. <laughs> I, I understand like the poetic, like I remember her, I remember her face kind of thing. But like, I think this film really bashes you over the head with the idea of heredity, you know, or hereditary like traits being passed on and like revenge being one of those traits yeah, like, right. in a weird way. Yep. Like she doesn't really, I mean, like, again, she doesn't know who her father really is. Right. Right. So some guard. Y- correct. Yeah. Right. We, don't, we actually guard. never really get yeah. you, you, an you, explanation. Could be, yeah. That. Could be anybody. Right. The fact that she like, it is like a, this thing where it's like the hate and the, the absolute disdain yeah. the mother had for her murdered husband like passes on like that that emotion alone what's the phrase they use a sure a demon a sure a demon, a sure demon is, is like sure. a revenge yeah. demon or it's Correct. like basically like bestowed upon you to, to act out this revenge well, that's your whole mission I, yeah. as soon as that happened and that was mentioned I actually text Kyle and was like okay I have a serious question for you am I to assume that this lady is like in this world is actually a like is possessed by a demon or is like some form of a demon or is this something they say about her be, uh, as a legend yeah. because she's such a badass yeah it's it's like the the because I, I I was I was googling that and like I mean they they actually touch on it they give multiple definitions of it but I think the one that's like the most uh, true I think the sixth of this film is like it's you know it's a demigod that is incapable of ever finding any joy or happiness or anything in life they just kind of focus on bloodlust and yeah it's like anger it's like fight. if your so one this, desire is revenge yeah. so and all other the mother is basically saying I, I i've given birth to you but you will never seek normal happiness in this world your job is simply to seek revenge for me and that's why they continue to call her that because it's like you know don't 
don't try to pursue other things. Well, it's, this is what you do. Is that a big part of her character too? Because don't they often like say, oh, she feels these emotions. She fe- senses these things, which is kind of unusual for this character. Like, it, it, I think it become becomes that, and we'll get to that. You know, when when, when the along. end game of this movie kind of comes around, because there is a weird thing that happens with an additional There's like a character. narrator that pops in every now and again and kind of gives you a little bit more info. Well, I, I feel like that's not uncommon with a lot of... But, like, this is not a new thing to Japanese films that I've seen. No, but to what Chris's point, what he was talking about is, is you know, is that tied to her overall personality as someone who isn't yeah. supposed to have these connections. And, and I think that's why they kind of do a good job of driving home the uh, the her reaction to those kind of like getting those feelings for this Ryu character that happens towards the end. Mm -hmm. It's like, because even on her, she's kind of, you can tell she's kind of confused by the fact that she, I think feels something. Yeah. And, and that, that is just because she spent her entire life being basically pounded down and told like, no, you don't, you're an animal that kills. You have no connections to this world essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as far as the narrator parts too, what I took it as once we meet Ryu's character, um, what I took it as is that was him the whole time, and we're yeah. actually we're actually reading his novel, Lady Snowblood, that yes. he's writing. Yes, that, because the chapter yeah. titles he creates kind of they sync up. But I want to preface it it, do, it takes away it takes from like classic what I feel is like Greek mythology revenge, which is like back in the day like like you had a chorus that basically explained. Where you were going, yeah. it's not—it's not necessarily a new concept, yeah. But I, I think they do something new with it, is what I'm saying. And, and to your point, when we when we get to Ryu and like what 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 he represents in the story too, you'll see that like, oh, okay, it's one of those stories that like by the end of it, you piece it all together, yeah, and you get the full, yeah, the full effect, you know. <laughs> yeah, because basically what happens is after uh, you know she's Yuki is born in this prison. She gets out, I would say like she's probably... I do want to say really quick before you yeah. jump up, yeah. because I, this might be technical, but I do want to point it out. This this opening scene does have one of my favorite uh, pieces of imagery that I've seen in any film. The prison scene? Yeah, the final scene as it pans up, as the flakes of snow are landing on this, this infant Yuki, and it pans up and you see this snowy... Uh, this the snowy backdrop to the prison bars, and the snow turns just beet red. It's, yeah. it's and, it, and it goes over. It's so cool. When you first showed me the movie, it was the like the the aha moment of like fuck, I'm into something. <laughs> yeah, I love I yeah. love that. I love like this that piece of small uh, storytelling element they put into it with visuals. So, but yeah, uh, well, sorry, you can keep... <laughs> I mean, there's even... I mean, skipping over some visuals, too, because we're kind of following the story in a linear thing, but, I mean, after... You kind of find out she gets out of prison later after she fucking kind of fucks these people up real quick. Oh, yeah, it immediately right, cuts right. from her it, being born to, like, whooping some ass. Yeah. Yeah. And cutting people yeah. up and blood spraying everywhere. Right. Yeah, so there is that <laughs> element going on, too. Again, it's yeah. like a non-linear storyline, so we're kind of following it linear because once she does get out of prison, you find out that she's taken to a priest, and then the priest is, like, this relentless dude yeah, uh, who's known to be relentless, and he's his mission, his mission now is to train her for her mission. Yeah, it's 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 that classic story we see in a lot of martial arts films. I think like kickboxer, like blood sport, or like any like or like the whole the whole Pyme thing that we see also in Kill Bill. 
it's not from this film necessarily, yeah. but it is a similar story of like that hard nosed teacher who teaches them a lesson, but is so hard on them that you wonder like are they are they sacrificing their innocence for it? Yeah, which I think is like the big thing too, right? Like this young girl, and you know, and I'll tell you the other weird scene of that that like really kind of like drives that home is that so there's a montage as it is normally with these scenes, right? Like he meets the he meets the priest, and the priest teaches her, and she gets better and better and Dude. better. And then there's that weird scene where they have a fight, and like he cuts her clothes off. Yeah, and. There's not a sexual tone to it because this a this girl is like eleven at this time, right? Right, and b like the the teacher doesn't show any weird, like this is not like something he's getting off on necessarily. It's like, but you do get this impression, like impression that like she's shedding like a certain level of innocence. Is that a weird thing for me to? I see it more of like she's shedding she's shedding her inhibitions in a sense and to the point where it's like her only mission is yeah. to like hunt she's not, and she's not, not worry about, about this. clothes back on. Yeah, yeah or like, anything like whether that. you're yes. nude or clothed, like you have to whoop some fucking Right, and ass. then you realize like that that like like it's all gone. Like any childhood yeah. or any semblance of a normal upbringing yeah. has yeah. gone and she doesn't give a shit. Yep. Yeah. She doesn't even care about getting cut in the arm. No. Yeah. Like she gets cut She'll and she's just like, blood. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's become like a merciless killing machine yeah. well, at this the, point. The training is kind of like crazy too. At first, I, I've never seen, I, I'll be honest with you, this is the first time I've ever seen barrel training. <laughs> I've never seen barrel training Donkey before. Donkey Kong training. That scene makes that. I will say that scene cracks me up it every does, time yeah. because of the dummy's head at, at, in one of the, the shots, just like yeah. whacking. It's like hitting the ground on each spin. Like, oh, she dead. No, I fucking busted <laughs> up laughing when like the 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 ant, I guess you would call her, comes running over and she's like, oh my god, and she yanks her up <laughs> off the ground harder than like even that barrel roll was. I was like, damn. I also love how she wasn't that, injured. Kids when that, were stronger when that bar- in the 1800s, Chris. They when that stronger. barrel explodes. She just shit shot oh, out of that oh, thing. Oh, when, yeah. when, she, when she's trained? Yeah. Or when no, she's not No, the trained. first time, when, when it when it cracks, the, she's, yeah. the amount of force that apparently that barrel oh, fired her shoes, out. Yeah. yeah. Across, yeah. almost across the yeah. yard into so, a dirt mound. The understanding I get is if you're riding downhill on a barrel, if you hit a rock, it's you're like a done. fucking bomb. Dude, I didn't, like, here's the thing. I was like, dude, I was like, <laughs> you're going flying, buddy. I'm like, what? It's part, like a fireworks factory yeah. blown what up. What part there? of this is for her? Like, what part? How is this helping her? And you her have training? to be that strong that you can hold yourself but stiff, it's, still it's in the a same barrel. Thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's just like Karate Kid. They do the same thing, in Karate Kid, right? That's true. With the wax on, wax off. You're like, you're like, what the fuck does this have to yeah, do? Yeah, no, with no, fighting? that's no, no. Strength. That is and revealed then, at the end of yeah. it. Like, yeah, that no point was she like, oh fuck, barrel attack later on in the movie, <laughs> and like roll across. Like it is. It was just until it was a weird thing. I think yeah. I took just. I've never I, seen it in a movie I, before. Yeah, I just I, never I seen it. Just I took like us in it, uh, you up. Yeah, an agility yeah. thing and and a uh, oh, situational awareness well, is thing. It, it's an agility thing once she's trained because once she hits that rock, you know, again when she's trained, she just flips out of it. Well, feet. yeah, because yeah, the priest badass. cuts the barrel in half with a sword as it yeah. comes at him, and she yeah. just pops yeah. out. It becomes more than just a rock. It becomes like if you don't get out of this barrel in time, you're just gonna get cut in half. Yeah, and then he like throws her in the water when they tie each other to each other and they're yeah. fighting with sticks. Yeah. Yep. And there's the, there's a but yeah, you you see this progression of her basically because there is times where he's like look at me, you know, look at me cuz she won't look him in the eyes when he's like beating the crap out of her. Yeah. And he's like, that, "No, you got to look that, at me." Yeah, and that that happens I think prior to the the it clothes does. getting cut off. So yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah. all these scenes that are showing you her initial kind of innocence about the the path that she's going on in the training and then her just 
toughening up and being like, and fuck fully, it, I'm you know, as hard, I'm yeah. as hard nose as you. And fully a, giving into it. I think yeah. from yeah. a filmmaking perspective, it's supposed to, I mean, at least the, what I got from it was, it's this impression of like, first of all, we'd never heard of this idea of like a mother dying and like passing on her vengeance to her child. Mm. And then inherently you think, well, n- like biologically that can't work, right? Like the kid's going to grow up and do whatever the fuck it wants to do. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, like maybe there is some kind of honor to I, this. Well, that... I think no, I, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is, like, as the child is coming into this new training, you're wondering, like, when is when is when is a, when is an 11 year old girl going to be just an 11 year old girl? And then when you realize that that's just not going to happen by the end of it, right? You realize, like, holy shit, she's a fucking demon, right? Like and, it drives that whole idea home. Yeah, and I think there is. I this is on you know several viewings now, I do feel like there is just a subtle bit of a supernatural element to it where mm-hmm. when the mother died, I think that's that, I, I don't know if this is the filmmaker or I'm looking too deeply into it, but I feel like when kind of the snow starts hitting her face and that's the same time the mother's life leaves her body, I do feel like there is some sort of transition of like part of her mother's soul then goes and buries yeah. itself. Well, and that's I, very I, much so. I almost took it as a curse. Like, like the mother was so passionate about this happening that she and she knew it was going to be a burden and a curse on her kid but she didn't care because she was so full of anger and vengeance yeah. that she almost cursed this child yeah you can definitely look at that for, I, for I, sure I only had a kid so that it could exact revenge not to love it not yeah. to do anything like that you I know, mean she was, almost almost expected to be I mean she she had a, she birthed the child with the expectation that she would be dead before she ever got yeah. to to yeah. reveal her but she, she also was a, a, she was also trying to get a strong man, a strong boy. She wanted a boy, and she yep. ended up with a woman, mm-hmm. which That's was true. like kind of another. I don't know if I threw a wrench in her plan, but I think it ended up working Definitely out better. Didn't yeah. <laughs> 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 did, yeah. I think it's important to note really quick that like what we're talking about with the training. These are and the movie does it a lot. Is it utilizes yes. flashbacks like a motherfucker, yeah. and what we're describing is flashbacks that are peppered in throughout the film. Yeah, flashback montage scenes. Flash, a lot of flashback montage scenes that happen in this movie, right. but... So after Yuki's, uh, after her training, she basically is now uh, going on her mission. Her mission is to find these four people that were responsible mm-hmm. for the death and robbing of this village, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because I got the impression the whole village was kind of fucked after this because they they... What I mean, they did was they came up with a scheme to get people out of, of yen by saying, "Hey, if you pay us two hundred and fifty yen, you can you, you miss the draft." Turns out that wasn't true, right? <laughs> yeah. So they kind of fucked this whole village over. No, they did. They 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 not only robbed the entire village, but then they also, I think I think in an effort to kind of gain favor with the villagers is why they killed. You know, gotcha. This, the, this, these, this young couple and their child show, like, you know, we'll we'll save you from the draft. And I also want to note that, like, it it fo- it follows a a, a storyline that I think Kill Bill actually does a little bit better. Okay. But if you pay attention to this film, like, you can tell it happens. They don't really hit you over the head with it, but it's it's this idea that th- all four of these people started off as like petty con men. Yes, and some of them turned out to be. Like yeah. great fucking crime lords, right? And some of them turned out to be just like completely lowly, yeah, yeah, like people. And that happens in Kill Bill, namely with uh, Bud. Uh, Bud, Bud, right? Bud ends up, like, Bud ends up like in a trailer, and he's yeah. like hanging out with strippers and stuff like that. While everybody else is kind of like a more, yeah, like well off and well to do, and they've they've actually made something of. 
Like, so it, it gives you this idea that these guys were a group before. Like, they had a con. Uh, they all walked away with a lot of money of it, but like their character personalities really distinguish, like what happened after that. Like, what do they do with the money? And that's an important thing. Right. You see that with all the people that she kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then to to since she's now on her path, she needs she needs help. So to gain favor with the uh, to say, I had a on this watch. I finally caught who the hell this guy was. But the guy with like no leg who comes hopping out of the woods. Yeah. So like this dude is the leader of the Panhandler gang. Mm-hmm. So basically, all every fucking Panhandler in in Japan is all at one gang, and this guy is the overall leader of that gang. And yeah, to gain favor, she that's when we get the scene where she dices up these four dudes in the snowy. Scene, which is just shot beautifully. It is. It's like I want to go on a big black backdrop or psych wall or something, and like it's just the snowy set built against this harsh black. Yeah, it looks all everything is just so contrasty, and like even her her moves and her flip moves she pulls is like fucking slick. And I do love that slight snowfall, just kind of like peppering the scene. And I love the delay. They don't do it in every, every samurai film, but the delayed blood splurt after the cut. And I always, you know, I always geek out over that for some reason. I always geek out about that because I think about, uh, the fucking, uh, arcade game, Samurai Showdown. I'll never play that. You never played Samurai Showdown. Mm -hmm. Like, like you would fight it. It was like a street fighter game. And at the end, like you do like a final slash, like, and uh, like some Japanese would be like, oh, like that, like he would say something, and then like there'd be a split second where you're just staring at like a weird like dude like in a like a pose, and then blood just fires out, <laughs> and it's like every time that was like my first introduction to like Japanese like samurai revenge films, mm. and when you showed me this film for the first time, I was just like, well, and that's where the video game got it from, <laughs> like because it's fucking sick. Yeah, you know, I actually was forgetting that this was 73 while I was, you know, when I started watching it, the scene made me feel like, oh, this is like almost timeless feeling. Yeah, it's funny. I I I uh Sa- I, I I couldn't get Sammy to watch it cuz it's just not her jam. Yeah. But like she sat down for the first like 5 minutes of the film and that whole scene she just like this looks like Kill Bill. And I was like, funny you should mention that. <laughs> yeah. There are like by this time we've talked about the husband getting killed and stuff like that. Yeah. Like there are some direct scenes that, like, shots that are just, like, angles that are just straight oh, yeah. up Kill Bill. And it's namely, like... Them looking down at, at Yeah, her, when right? the four, like, villains who killed the husband are looking down and... She's looking up and she's she, looking a tear up. falls out. Yeah, yeah, and you see, like, them just, like, hovering over her. Like, yeah. in, in... It's kind of an extreme fisheye fish, fish yes. kind of look. And that, that is a shot that you get... Right off, like I mean, like I think that shot see. was wasn't that shot also used in uh, Female Prisoner? Because there's a scene when she's flat on the on the. Remember, there's that cool scene where they're shooting up through the glass floor yeah. to see her, and and like I think they look up at him and they're kind of looking down. On I her. don't know. I I feel like that angle pop, has popped up in in like the the angle, the high angle that zooms in or out is another one that I, that they use a well, lot. I'm talking about the angle of her looking back up at her from from low shooting her, high. And, right. All that is that is like when you see the bride after she's just bit like her husband has been killed. Yeah. And she's gotten the shit kicked out of her. Okay. And it's yeah. right before Bill like puts a bullet in her head. Yeah, yeah. like this. this... That, w- that was an homage to this exact scene. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without like any question. Right. 
Well, I got to say, like, I mean, since we're kind of already, like, talking a little bit about, like, the effects and stuff in here, you were talking about, like, the blood spurting and stuff. Like, this is what was, like, really exciting to me about getting into this film is because you had praised it as, you know, to have, like, these geysers of blood, I believe, was <laughs> yeah. what you like, described it as. And so I was like, okay, like, right off, the, right out the gate, I'm like, yeah, like, seriously, anytime somebody gets stabbed, it's like... Air and blood just firing out of somebody, and yeah. it's like yeah. you're, you're always hitting an artery. And against this, yeah, and against the entire his, body is yeah, one artery. Yeah. Against the backdrop, of course, of the of the pure white snow is just like you know, it's art, it's artistic, really. Yeah, like it, it's yeah, and, but and I enjoyed that they did this. Like this is kind of some one of the things I liked about Riccio was like. Yeah. The over the top eccentric blood gags, you know, that they're using. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, it fits this movie so much better. Like, and it doesn't, like, this movie doesn't overuse things in a ridiculous way. That's what I liked about this. It was more, it was more grounded. Cause even though the, I don't know about that. Even the wire work is not overused in this. I think, I it's think used, true. It's the difference between this correctly. film and yeah. Riccio is that, like, the, the over the top blood kills. And Rico is done for more comic effect, I think. Yeah, and, and this one is done for more artistic effect. If that is even, yeah, I don't think it's comedy, really. Yeah, it's I don't think he intended not... to be like, ha ha ha. ha no, like, no, he blew up his fucking arm. Yeah, like, that's yeah, not... no, I, I agree. I think it is done more for a a serious tone, but also kind of to drive home, um, but like her, just her character overall and the the name that she, she the moniker she gives yes. herself. But I, it is important to note that like you know this is this film is based on a very successful manga series. I don't know a whole lot about it, and yeah. so I don't want to even really go too much into it. Although I will say there are um, exact scenes in this movie that were yanked right that were shot for shot right from a comic cell. Like well, well it makes sense too. Like I don't know. Yeah, lot, I don't, I don't know those... if that overhead shot. That we talked about earlier was, but it definitely seemed like something that should be in a comic frame. Is that there's those scene when so when the mother's giving birth and it's uh, we're tracking where it's a tracking shot that's behind her head and she's grabbing the the bars. That's an exact shot, and same with when the mother kills the first of the four. Uh, like that is an exact, yeah, like pull the knife from, in the back, yeah. yeah. Oh man, and and they just keep going <laughs> again with the blood gags. When they do it, like uh, they'll just keep holding on it and showing you different angles and variations of this blood just spurting out of a body. So it just looks like a massacre. Like anytime yeah. somebody Dude, gets how many killed, co- how many costume changes and shots do you think they had to do? A lot, that? Jesus, a lot. So or they had a lot of cameras. There's maybe. even there's yeah. like two shot two kills where like the I could tell the actress kind of like flinched. Like one of them is when the stab in the back. And then she flips him over and stabs in the stomach, and just like this, that shoots out, and she like kind of like jerks back a little bit as it's hitting, and she then she knows it's coming. Yeah, and then Yuki, uh, the same thing happens. I think at the end with at the end when she has that final kind of thrust. Yeah, and it sprays her like basically kind of half in the face. Like she like freaks out. She kind of oh, reacts sure. to it a little bit. It's really funny. You get blood sprayed at you at like thirty miles an hour. <laughs> like it's yeah, you're, you're, you're flinching. Yeah, <laughs> you're for gonna sure. Blink. <laughs> uh, I give her a lot of credit for you know for doing all that because yeah, it's not easy to play it as straight as she's playing it. Like she has to play that ruthless killer. Her eyes are just like you know we've mentioned it before. They're like hypnotizing and frightening in a weird way. She yeah. is um an incredible actress. She's great, and and I and I actually didn't. I was like, 
wow, when I when she first came on screen, I was like, she has a really unique look. I feel like I've seen her before. And but right. I didn't really realize that it was the same woman from I didn't either. female prisoner. And but yes, this is like a very unique person and 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 to to take on this kind of role, I feel like even to like learn the stunts to, to to take all the blood gags, like to do that, you know, it seems to be kind of her thing, right? Like she's always doing these ambitious kind of I revenge. Think so. roles. Either that, or I don't know. Maybe Kyle can explain this a little bit better. Like, or maybe it's a seventies thing. Uh, so kind of for her, thing. her especially, she she definitely uh, took on a lot of like strong female character roles in mm-hmm. her her time in cinema. Like her initial one is. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the film series, but she plays a female gangster, and it's set more modern. It's a modern film. It's mm-hmm. she's like in a it's a like yakuza, yakuza style okay. uh, film from the early seventies. But yeah, she, she's a strong female lead in that gang. Um, towards the second or third film in that series, and it's kind of her jam, you know. She kind yeah. of gravitated towards those characters. She's got that stare that she yeah. can just, yeah, you know, she can command like fucking any piercing situation. fucking look, man. Yeah, <laughs> and she looks cool. Like, I mean, she looks. She just has like a really like her face shape, even the way they do her hair, yeah. the outfits they put her in, the colors that they use on her. Like, she's just like kind of beautiful and frightening at the same time. Yeah, well, I agree one hundred percent. Where we're at now, though, is the first, uh, the first of, uh, the first of the, the first well, of the, the three, three, the three kills. still alive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first one four. was so yeah. Basically, killed. she gets the information from the gang leader that I mentioned thirty minutes ago. Right. And, <laughs> and she heads to uh, this this village to to find uh, the 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 sad the sad one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, let's talk the, about the butt of the team. Let's talk about this. <laughs> like, let's talk about like all of the villains as a whole, right? Okay. Because she doesn't. Am I not mistaken in this film? She doesn't know that her mother killed the first one. No, she does. She does. Doesn't she learn it from as she grows up? She well, she doesn't know it from birth, but she doesn't know it from birth. She know she knows she knows as she's getting trained. She already knows that the reason the mother is in but, jail but was because but, one's already dead. Yeah. But it's also but like. Like, doesn't she have a sense of like disappointment about that? No, no that's no. the other one this that the she other thought one. was the other dead. One. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, yeah. Because I, I think that like says a lot about her personality and like the vengeful well, she gets disappointed twice in this yeah. film. Right. She does. Yeah. yeah. Right. And 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 we'll talk about that later, but I think like the important thing about like her is that like this hereditary, like vengeful spirit that has infected her, like it's not just like this person dies and my justice is fulfilled. She's got to be the one that fulfills that justice. Yeah, right. Like, she's got to be the one that fucking deals the final blow. Mm-hmm. Well, we like, learn that, right, when we meet the drunkard, because she doesn't do. let she doesn't let the other goons kill him that, because the, he gets caught cheating while gambling. Right. And she's like, no, save him, because she Absolutely. wants to be the one to fucking slice and dice. She wants to do it. And, and let's even talk about a little bit more about that that story, too. She she meets the daughter beforehand. Well, this is You're the, good. yeah, and this one was, I think that this one's definitely the saddest one, because this, this is the one guy that I felt a little bit like, man, you really fell on hard fucking times, you drunk. You know, like oh, for this, this guy, for yeah. this kill, yeah. Well, I yeah. feel like he was like the only one of these people that had some hints of humanity yes. left in him. Yes. He did, but, but some he, very small it, it, hints. If of he's humanity. supposed to be anybody that's Bud, it's Bud, right? Like, yeah, he got got these riches, but he either spent it all gambling or or just like fell in hard times or whatever. Um, but he does have a daughter. We don't know who the mother is, yeah. so that says something about that too. I think he he, he that that's become she's a major like. 
motivation in his life. Yeah. Like, he does care very, very deeply for her. The only thing he cares about. I mean, pretty much. At, at death, he's but, actually saying, what will happen well, to my daughter? Well, yeah. I mean, you he, know, like, he does, but, like, there's, there is an aspect of it, like, not enough to stop gambling. Well, yeah, there's a selfishness to on, any no, addiction. I thought, he, see, I took it as he went to go gamble because he found out his daughter has a bunch of fucking debt that That's she needs what I to thought. pay off. That's what I thought. So he too. went to go gamble to try to fucking win it, that money back to pay it off, That's and then just kept losing. Was like, well, fuck, I'm a loser anyways. So let's yeah. talk about the history of this. He he, he impregnates somebody, right? Whoever that might be. Uh, she has a daughter, and he goes straight. Or do you think that he still fucking squanders his no, shit? No, still squanders his shit. I think he squanders his shit, but that's coming from a from a place of a little bit of which is is why she's out there making money, like but side here's hustling. Qu- here's the question: Why did the two guys show up to his house? They they showed up to to they basically collect showed debts. up to collect collect on debts. So he's still into some shady shit. No, sh- that's no. from his daughter. Those debts are from his daughter. Right. So he, the daughter has basically been going and getting loans to take care of him. Yes. Right. And oh, okay. so they show up to his house, and they show up to his house to be like, "Hey, you owe us fucking money because your daughter's been trying to take yeah, care of like, you." Yeah. He's like, "There's no, there's no way I never took out loans." And it's like, "You're you don't know what your fucking daughter does." And now because of the fact that she's been taking all these loans, they now own her for prostitution. Or yes. Go, okay, I, I see what you're saying. To be All a right, gentleman I get it caller. Now. All right. So yeah, so he's he. I think that's why he goes to I gamble. I took it as that too. Yeah. He's to try to win the back, but he's just fucking losing everything. He's on a hot streak, and he's trying to cheat. Yeah, and it's not see, working. See, but that that's definitely something that like definitely speaks back to his past, right? Like he's a con man by heart. He's a con man. Yeah. Live by the con man, die by the con man. I don't know what right. the fuck. I think about I, that. New bumper sticker. What, new bumper sticker. What, 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 I think, what, I, what I don't think is the case, and I think what you're getting at is, I don't think that he has just lived a, a, a consistent life of just always being a con man. I, I honestly think he left that situation with the money he had, and he did find a spot to set up a bit of a home and raise a daughter. I but mean, as he got older, he the money ran out. He, he was a drunk, oh, I obviously. Think he, I, I wonder if it even speaks to actually the opposite of what I'm thinking, is that he doesn't squander it. He just doesn't invest it in criminal activities like the rest of them did and continue to get rich. Yeah, I mean, money is only going to last you so right, long right. if you like, don't He goes out, he's like, uh, maybe I want, okay, I have a daughter. I'm going to uh, uh, do something more honorable. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to try to be an honest man. And then he goes broke doing that. Well, no, I think no. it was trying to drive home. He, dr- got, he drank it away. He drank it he away. Had, yeah. oh, well, he's because definitely, he's definitely because drunk. He's, yeah, living, he's living with the shit that he did. Or he gambled it away. He's living with the shit that he did, and, he, and he's drinking and fucking... Even I felt bad for it. I thought about it every day. So he's like plagued by maybe what he did, which maybe even so drove him. Let's talk about that. Like, worse. do you think that he regrets his? Yes, the way I do think, think he money? does. But too I think bad. he's the only one. <laughs> I yes, think he's yeah. the. O- I think he's the only one. And to Chris's point, yeah, too bad. Okay, yeah. so let, let's let, let's talk about that though. So Lady Snowbud does eventually get a hold of him. Yes, right. Uh, gets him to go out to the ocean where the daughter actually threw the wives Drags over. his ass there. Doesn't Drags get, his ass do, over there. Doesn't get him to. But there is a scene where she basically <laughs> is like kind of like kind of interrogating him. Not really. Like she knows what she wants to do. Right. But he does beg for his life like a fucking coward. Yeah. He, do, he does beg for his life, and she. Oh, and, he and, says he'll give his daughter up. What what's what I what I find interesting in the scene is like comparing this kill to the rest of them. I feel like the other two kills, there's way more 
uh, I feel like intention and bloodlust behind Lady Snowblood's actions. Yeah. Whereas this one is like, I think she's she might have been actually caught off guard a little bit for him, from from him like kind of squabbling and and begging for his life it's and an incredibly apologizing. Intimate scene. Yeah. Um, and eventually, she's just like, "Yeah, fuck you." And but I think that's like the important thing about her character. Yeah. Like, I think it's a finding point where you really learn, like, yeah, like this dude's groveling for his life. He seems to be met, trying to do the best for yeah. his daughter. He seems to be like he reformed a little bit. Not enough, motherfucker. Yeah, show yeah. no like, mercy. She kills him and then doesn't even look back. Also, yeah. also, Jesus, how much blood does that ocean? I Dude. was impressed with that uh, how they got that to the way that cool looked, like that. Uh, no, I love the way that looked. It though. looked awesome. <laughs> yeah. like so one of my favorite. I was like, I, what do they got? Like eighteen well, gallons underneath there, just let second. loose. What's the deal? She, she, he bleeds out. Then she drags him back up to the cliff and throws him off. Like, yeah, yeah that's a weird action was, that I can't put my head around. <laughs> it was like, it, wise, it doesn't make any, a lot of sense. But like, I, don't, I, I mean. Yeah, I don't think she hated him like, so much. Hate really comes well, out in that scene. Yeah, and I'm glad you asked about where the mother is too, because I have a theory behind this with with the daughter. It comes from the daughter, right? So the daughter realizes that you know Yuki has killed her father, so now she's on a revenge tale. Well, at this point, what I'm thinking is most of Japan is on a revenge tale because. It seems like this is just the fucking trail that leads to these all these revenge movies. Every time I watch it, I'm like, "Well, this is they got a kid. This is gonna now they're gonna go after you. <laughs> now now this person's got a kid. Right. Now they're gonna go after you." So after uh, after she kills the the first one, she moves on to the second, which we find out is dead. Yep, already. Right. She goes to his grave. She finds it. Um, she cuts the flowers off. And she is. It, it's this, a big old nick in that marble too. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, it's awful. It's an awful. Well, and like it's like the best she can do. Yeah, like she came there to kill somebody, and he's already dead. So like, what can you do? I guess I can do faces. Yeah, they dig his grave up and cut him up. <laughs> maybe <laughs> a lot of work, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, it was the day, it was midday. You can't do that midday, Chris. Yeah. It's a nighttime activity. As we learned too, because who shows up? Like, who shows up is Ryu. Um, who this is, man? For me, honestly, and this is this is where the movie loses me a little bit. Okay, is when he shows up. Why? Really. I'm just don't give a fuck about him. I don't want to see him. I want to see revenge. God damn it! Yeah, but that's what I want. You don't. You don't at this moment. Like, and the fr- I already even- knew who he was. Okay. As soon as as soon as you see he's upset about the the grave being uh, fucked up. I'm like, all right, I already, I already know who you are. Like that, yeah. That's, yeah, okay. that that's instant but for he, any he, for any movie watcher. I, I will know. tell you this: like, he is my least favorite he, aspect of this film. I like what he does in terms of like kind of creating this cult story around her. I think yes. that's a cool element to the film. But him overall as a character, like, I could give a shit. No, and like, I feel like in the middle part of this movie, it kind of focuses too much on him. Yeah, I agree with that too. Well, I mean, I think it's the big reveal that he you find out that he's like the weird kind of narrator of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kind of takes a, he does kind of take the reins of the story for a brief second because mm-hmm. it does shift like there is a weird moment where like when she goes to the grave and she makes the cut and then she leaves, like when she exit, like the camera starts following him mm-hmm. right. all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden it's like how does he view this story? And then you're wondering like why the Fuck do we care? Right. That and was then more when you my realize question. it is, yeah. like you're like, oh, he's the one like actually 
fucking telling this story. Right. I, yeah. I, here's the thing, though, and they didn't go. They, I'm glad they didn't go like super into it, but I'm like. If, I'm like if they pull some fucking bullshit love story out of this thing, I'm yeah. gonna be pissed. Yeah, that's it, it. Doesn't the a love story would not play well to this character? I mean, you guys, I, you guys have only it softens se- her up. It does, and it does, honestly, they they made this mistake not not in this film. I haven't seen the second one, but uh, I'm gonna quickly reference uh, female prisoner because that's a four film, five film, four mm-hmm. or five film series, and for the first three. She is exactly what she is in the first one. This quiet, hard ass, fucking bloodthirsty murder. And in the last one, she has a significant other, and it completely shits on the dynamic of that character. That last one, I feel like, is unwatchable because it's just not. It's not the character of Scorpion that we've grown to to yeah. love her her to level of vengeance yeah. and root for. Yeah, she's just more. It's this give, giving emotions to, to if they gave this kind of emotional connection to Lady Snowblood any deeper than they did in this film, I feel like it just would have taken the whole like piss out of it. Because they definitely skim the surface. They of do. It. Yeah, yes. they do. Yes. Where you're like, because I was questioning, like, are they? Are they gonna hook up? Is this they going well, this route? There's some interesting things that happen. The priest talks about doesn't he send He sent him to write right. her story. And he makes a yes. point to say that he likes him a lot. Yes, like he he's does. a good guy. Like, yeah. And then he even goes on to like make this monologue about like you can't just be the Asura. Like you have to Yes. You can't just be the demon of revenge. You also have to enjoy you are a human, you should enjoy your life. Now that now that you've completed now, your training. And also now that I've introduced this dude that I kinda like. Yeah. I'm like, well, cool here's my yeah. <laughs> here's my question about that too. Being that he is this the the, the priest, do you think he knew the, the twist the whole time? No. You think the priest That's that is an interesting thing that I thought about, but I actually yeah. agree with Kyle. I don't I think this is a weird coincidental pretty goddamn coincidental it's very coincidental it might be the only uh uh negative thing i have to say about this the way the story is written is that that was a very convenient mm-hmm. if he didn't know it's a very convenient aspect uh there's a part of me that thinks like well maybe he did like it's and that's maybe a, a thing that keeps me i mean i'll say this aligned with like well maybe i can still be in depth with the story because i think this might yeah. Possibly out, of, be, out yeah. of every time I've seen this movie, that's the first time that I've actually thought about that. Now I'm thinking about it. So yeah, I never really thought. I just I legitimately kind of thought that I I gave. I've always up to this point, I've always given Rio the credit of being a great investigative reporter, and that he kind of he followed the the trail and figured out who trained her and got the full scoop from him. Like like I don't feel like so do you the think, priest knew and where kind did of he. Where did he get I, the first yeah. tip? Did Where do you get the first find tip out from? the first kill? I don't he, like. I'm following that, and then it led me to the priest, and the priest. But who knows? It's not never explained in it. It but, really isn't. You know, the character himself. He's you know he 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 definitely proclaims like if I find something interesting, like I'm not fucking letting it go. He does say that. So he, he strikes me as a kind of a character who's yeah. going to just dig. He is well, connected yeah. to his his yeah. father's part of it. So maybe he overheard something. Yeah. Maybe he was in some. But what do you mean? He's standing. He goes to the grave. Someone, a lady who just left. Right. If there's a mark on the grave, he's going to go like, huh, wonder why she hated my dad so much. I better go figure this well, out. Well, he definitely knows that his dad was up to some ill shit. What yeah. I'm saying is like, that is, you know, the details of it all. No, I think that's why he was, I think the only reason that he was curious is it was because it was his dad's shit and he was trying to figure out what kind of person his dad, it, like, I think he knows is. pretty well who well, his dad I, is. Well, I don't but... think so because his really? dad points out that he ran away from home when he was young. Yeah. 
Like so, they they oh, had yeah. a very they had a very disconnected before relationship. Before he was born, right? N- no, he ran away. Real ran away from home. Like when, when he was 10. like ten. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's, I sorry. feel like they have yeah. a very estranged relationship. So if, if anything, the curiosity that drove the discovery might have been more tied to. You know, I think it was, curiosity well, about my dad in general. Uh, who was my dad? I think that's also, what it was. definitely yeah. enough for him to change his name and try to hide the fact that this guy was his father. Right? Yeah, I mean, like you don't normally do that if you respect your father. You don't like. Yeah, I, I want everybody to know that that dude was my dad. Like you know, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. So I okay. Anyways, but yes. Into the weird backstory that we can't quite explain how he got there, but um, but it le- he but, does. It, but it leads it leads us to it leads us to the second kill, which is the woman, the bl- yes. fucking most bloodthirsty fucking oh man yeah woman she's terrible a, she is well, a horrible person the, I guess at, at this point it's just like the the priest says hey let him release a story because it's the perfect trap basically yeah it will lead them all out of hiding to you. You don't have to do any work. Yeah, exactly. And right. it's a and you know Smart what? chess move. Great fucking move. Absolutely. I don't know about them fish he was cooking, but the rest of the, his plan <laughs> yeah. was good. <laughs> the the little, little sardines. sardines. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> a little grilled sardines. His little, yeah. his, his little concrete fire pot sardines. Fishermen are a very low appetite. <laughs> He's eating the goddamn bait. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, man. You could have used that to catch a bass or something. <laughs> right? He just, yeah, uh, it was weird. Yeah, I was the same thing. I kept on thinking the same thing. I'm like, whoa, that's a really Maybe tiny that's just fish. like his mid afternoon snack. I was though. Thinking, like, maybe that's when you get sort of a yeah. pellet grill. I get one of those. I was like, well, maybe. appetizer for my bass. Maybe he's living in. In a tiny house, and that's why he has a tiny oven where he sits well, right yeah, next to did it. Did you see that fucking that great hall he was sitting in? I think that was his bedroom. He was cooking the fish in. <laughs> it was as big of, big as the house. Yeah, well, you gotta have an oven in the bedroom. You gotta have like a, a hibachi. Yeah. What does that call it? Yeah. Yeah. Hibachi girl. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So this dude, yeah, okay. So the so they let, they, they let the story out, and basically these cops show up and they take Ryu, which I was like, why would she care? Like at this point, because at this point, I'm like, why would she care? But she does. And they beat the living shit out of them. You find out they're actually a gang. They were just disguising themselves as cops. Right. For why does who care? Why is why would uh, Lady why Snowblood would UK, care? Yuki care. I, yeah. I think yeah, why would Yuki I, care? I actually disagree. What do you mean? Why would Yuki care about? Right. What? I think it's pretty established you. really quickly that she does oh, actually care. No, it's not at all. It's not any of that. About? It's not any of that. Why would she care that he gets taken? Yeah, why why does she care that he doesn't what what does she care because, if he does? Because because the daughter of the first guy says he got taken by cops. I didn't know there was a police a police station inside of a brothel. You you don't think that like after, so after she's talk- like Hey, That's these people dressed are. as cops just took this guy to a brothel. You don't think there's like an immediate connection between the two? I do. I think they make that I, very apparent. Th- I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that that's the reason she goes looking for him. I think it's. I think it's the ultimate reason. No, I think it's. I think it's the. I think she's basically saying like, look, there's there's these quote unquote police officers that just took this guy to no, a no, fucking I, brothel. I, I, I like, agree with you. That's who you're looking but for. Is in there? But do you think that she has at least inklings of feeling? For this yes. guy, maybe inklings, but I'm saying that's not the driving force behind Hold her on. going. Well, after I, I agree, him. I agree. I but think it's not the ultimate goal. But yes, I don't. Yes, I agree with that. But and when she's in, once she's in the 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 place where these people, this gang is, they kind of use him as like, well, we'll fucking kill him. She she should have been like, cool. <laughs> no, she don't. Yeah, she should have been like, cool. But I felt like, but I in her face. And there, uh, there was somewhat of like, no. I don't like, feel like she cowered in that. She, they're like going to kill her, and then 
Her response Thank- was to do. She did something that like knocked no, the lights th- and shit. No, out. Th- no, he fell on the candle, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what put. That's Ryu true. fell on the candle. And that's I, what put the yeah, lights. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the dialogue that comes before this scene kind of like leads up to at least the idea that. I mean, I'm not saying that she's there yet. I agree with you, Kyle. I think that her main goal is. Really, there's a bunch of cows in a brawl. I think that has something to do with some criminal fishy. activity. Yeah. Right. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I do, but I do think they're setting the stage for what what is to come, which is. I think she I, saw him in a yeah. brief moment in her mind. She said, "You know what? After I kill all these people, he's he's nice enough looking that I could sell uh, down." Well, with I him. think it's more like <laughs> I think it's more of a conflicting concept of uh, of what she's bred to do. Essentially, yes. which is just get revenge. And then this priest who has taught her everything that she knows, telling her to like. Yeah. Hey, man. Like, check him out. You're not just a demon of revenge. Like, you're also a person. Yeah. And you deserve a happy life. I, I yes, I yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And that scene is actually it's 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 that that whole that interaction with her and the priest is actually it's bookended with that scene of the kids singing a song and playing, and it's that moment where she realizes that I think she didn't have a life up yeah. to that point and yeah. it's and it, that that's kind of the moment i do feel like her actual kind of like real i think when she starts to actually consider that she has feelings is following this scene where she where they where they get the 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 woman and i think that their emotional connection kind of builds on that because in her mind she's done her journey's over right right which is also another t- it's got to be a terrifying thing for her her character right because what do you do what do you what, mean? Like once your mission, once her mission is complete, what does she do? Well, I mean, like she doesn't know a normal life. Yeah, she so I think that's to... I think that's the moment that I think she starts to consider you know, her future with him as something that she might want to think about. But there's a really, there's a really, uh, I do. I, let's not breeze over this, this, this attack at the. At the whatever the hell they call this. We are place. not going to breeze over that because we're going to talk about that when we come right back. あははは。いかにもお前のことを足を流霊に語って聞かせたのはこの足じゃ。なぜでございます。雪には馬上様の本意が知れません。わからんか。残るただ一人の敵。北浜をこの帯き出すためじゃ。and we're back. We are talking about Ladies No Blood 1973. Uh, this is Kyle's pick. Uh, where we last left off, we were about to get into the fight scene that happens in the brothel bar thing, whatever it is. Whatever that is. Whatever it is. Um, basically, what happens is Lady Snowblood shows up and just starts hacking. And this is another scene yeah. that I think is also like... Well, I, I think it th- happens throughout this film, but there. Are, this is another shot that I feel like Quentin Tarantino stole, okay, it, or at least paid homage to. I should say, yeah. Um, I like the like tracking shot a little bit, like the almost handheld look and the rotation of it all. Like there are scenes where it's like when look, she's fighting, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, and it kind of like goes and kind of like pans around her a little bit, or it, like goes behind. Mm-hmm. The people are talking like it's a very m- motion based. Ca- it's not like something they put up on a tripod. It looks chaotic. Yeah, yeah. they didn't do it smooth. They at didn't, all. and they did yeah. it on purpose. And it does give you this feeling of like eyes all around her, and like the amount of like opponent she's facing. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, 
like that's that's a feel that I get well, from those shots. They showed that earlier too. They do like, in the first kill. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. It, de- it definitely happens in that fight because it's it's darker in there. And I do. I'm like at one point I'm like I've lost track of who's still alive and who's dead and who she's hacking at. Like I, I'm like I don't know. She's killed about ten people. Yeah, right she's now. just going to town. I have no idea. Like it, at some point I'm like I just don't get. And then finally as she starts working her way up the stairs, you know it gets down to just uh, what two guys. Um, two wait. guys in the in the lady. Yeah, they knock her. They, they knock her down to the bottom. Um, Why can I not picture this scene? There's a scene you where said, like you said stairs, and I'm yeah, like, these guys just start coming through the the front door, and then what is it? Like, she's on the. They she, drop she, like a smoke bomb. She drops a smoke bomb from her hair. She pulls something out of her hair. That's where we're at. Throws okay. it it's a sand bomb, and they say like, "Oh, but it's sand." The bad lady's already on the ground from that point because she jumps up to the second floor. The, After that's he falls where on the candle, that's where they're holding Ryu. Yeah, yes. she has a gun. Right. Yes. the 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 gangster lady is shooting down at at Yuki, and she's kind of hiding and looking for opportunity. And that's when Ryu puts the candle out, and then all the dudes pile in, and mm-hmm. it's just this fucking bloodbath. And I love when the light comes back on; it's just fucking blood. Yeah, body is fucking like, awesome. Holy shit, type of thing. But gangster lady gets away through a hidden passage. Correct. Mm-hmm. And when they find they find gangster lady, gangster lady is dead. She's yeah. hanging. She, she has, at least from what we see, has hung herself. Hung herself. Yeah. Hanged herself. Actually, hang, I should yeah. say. Uh, and I, this is another scene where I I thought like it really, really spoke to her desire to yeah. get to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Is that she's hanging there? There's like this quietness. Ryu shows up. He kind of looks at her like, oh yeah, I feel like that's something you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry. And then. Um, she pulls her sword out and slices, and then that fucking body just comes down. She and cuts just like, the body in half. Yeah, she cuts Waterfall the Waterfall of yeah. blood hits it. And there's this part, like, where it's like, good enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess that's what we got to settle for here. I love that she did it, but you were, I think somebody was saying they didn't go over the top in this one. I was like, that's a little over the top. It's, no, like, it's very over the top, but like, it, don't get me wrong. It's, it's which, over the top, but it's so. Which, um, over, which part's over the top? Like, her even cutting her at all? I think the kid, no the, the fact the that she cut her in half and it's just like that the bottom half of her torso just can falls I, can down. Can I tell you what grounds oh, this geyser. film though? Like anytime you see a scene like that, I think it's the it's the acting. It's it's the what's at stake of that scene that for me like makes me feel like okay, yeah, you can throw whatever you want at me. You can throw an atom bomb at this point in time, and it's just like the desire for that revenge is so palpable that like it drowns out anything that I could visually see mm-hmm. as being over the top. I think they even do it on a, on a higher level with this scene, actually. This is the oh, one... I'm sorry I didn't say that correctly. Enough. This is the one where... <laughs> Cody's no, going to do it. He's going to bring it home. Yeah, I'm going to bring it home. bring it home, Cody. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to... You know what I'm going to do? You're pitching a fastball, and I'm hitting a home run right, right now. Right, go for it, dude. Here, here, spike here, it, dude. Spike I got it. Even on spike a, it, Maverick. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> I got it on, on an even more emotional level in this point where it's like she walks in that room, she sees her hanging... And even I, at this point, because I'm like, it's a fucking revenge film. You only got one of these motherfuckers. The other one's dead at this point because we've seen his grave. So that means you only got one left. It's this lady. I'm expecting this epic boss battle at this point, right? Yeah. Because I'm thinking. So so was she. I'm yeah. Th- yeah. I'm thinking it's the end, of the, uh, end of the film, right? And then it just leads to this really, really disappointing moment where it's, it's like, she's fucking, why is she hanging? Like, what? She killed herself? 
Seriously, that's where this is gonna go. Yeah, that's fucking disappointing. Like I was disappointed. Like this is fucking disappointing. And you can yeah. see it all over her face. And you can see stuff. it all it's over crazy. her face. And then when she cuts the body in half, it's like Mike says. There's almost this sense of relief in the character of like, well, I got you know what. I may be disappointed, but I'm I I'm so fucking angry. I'm gonna cut this. Bit. And you, as an audience yeah. member, you're like. You're like, oh, that was fucking cool. So that's yeah. cool. And blood spray. You're like, like, I got a little bit of release, too. <laughs> she doesn't look dead enough. I'm going to cut were, her in half. No, yeah. You were disappointed because you're like, well, that's such a lame, cool, uh, like, kill. Like, she hung herself, but then she cuts her in half, and you're like, well, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of that you're going through the same emotional thing that yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for Yuki, like, for, like, di- di- dismembering the corpse and basically dis- what, um defacing that's not the word I want to use desecrating of the corpse defecating I think is what you're looking for <laughs> definitely not that word um, <laughs> it's that moment when she defecates on yeah, the corpse that mo- pulls it down <laughs> Yuki, 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 that's out where that. this movie Yuki. takes a real weird turn yeah. Yeah. Yuki lo- drops a real steamer uh, <laughs> weird scene but you know what like really speaks to the revenge she really yeah. wanted to give but so yeah, Chris then, is gonna give this a five because she puts it in a jar a Yuki steamer <laughs> a Yuki yeah. steamer five Yuki steamers they call, they call it the old snow blood steamer oh god oh god <laughs> that went dark okay oh, back on go ahead Kyle yeah, I don't know, but I love how that scene ends. It, it takes it takes from a little bit of like the Japanese like style of play, which is this this curtain falls down on this scene. I thought was fantastic mm-hmm. too. That was well, unex- also, unexpected. Also, what made me think it was the end of the movie because yeah. I was like, oh, the credits are going to roll now. I was like, but such so disappointing. You kind of knew chapter that, four, but you kind of <laughs> knew a little bit that that guy wasn't dead, right? Like that's too easy yeah. of a. Well, that's what I thought too. But then yeah. when when the, seriously when when that thing drops the curtain drops you you do go well i guess they are and then here you know i will say that you're right that is the first time you ever see like a curtain drop anywhere in this film yeah and when you see it you're like it's a false drop yeah it is a false drop chris it's a false drop false drop because what it. happens next? Well, because I, because I, yeah, because when I first saw it, I kind of thought the next scene was what what would be like your epilogue, yeah, you know, like kind of wrapping up the story and everything. But we do get one, we do get one slight hint that maybe possibly the guy is still alive because when Rio was tied up, he looks out and he sees this the the, the yes. gangster woman talking to some some dude who's kind of concealed by the shadows. Yeah, you're the like, shadows. You're, she was you're talking like, to the shadow. You're like, oh shit, the shadows in this movie. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is yeah. here. <laughs> There's yeah. clearly more film to be had. Yes. And yeah, then we, what we basically cut to is Rio. It is, uh, he's starting on chapter four of, of the story of Lady Snowblood and uh, fucking guy number four rolls up. On Goatee. A f- Goatee shows up. Well, he's got a sick look. Yeah, he does have a sick look, but he was, he actually was a, of the of the initial four that do the horrible kill of the husband, he is the most stylish. <laughs> like when you see him, you're like, "That's he's the, the, he's well." Like, he's obviously the most successful. Yeah, he's you're the most like, enterprising. That's the leader. <laughs> he went. He went from 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 stealing money from peasants to, to, to gun running. Well, to say, opium, to opium, and then like gun, gun running. Like this yeah. dude, right, is, he's right. enterprising young man, and he's smart enough to uh, like. And, and that's an, another thing I like. It's like you go from the first guy who is like desolate destitute at this point. Defecate, like, yeah, defecates. Defecate. Def, <laughs> defecate at this point. Yeah. And then you have the second woman who, let's be honest, like, smart plan, right? Like, I'm not in the village, but no one thinks she's dead. 
just like no one can find her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like she's smart enough to keep her identity a secret. Yeah. But a gang but leader still. Not as not as smart as I got an idea. I'll just fucking pretend like I'm dead and like no one will ever find me. Right. There's my grave. Yeah. Like it's like the level of like Oh, let's be honest. He got lucky with yeah, that with that ship. That, that, yeah. that ship crash. He didn't plan on that ship crashing, but he seized the opportunity. He did. He, he did. does see the opportunity, but like it's the perfect Unless he crashed the ship. I it's, it's think he crashed secret. the ship. Yeah, you think he, he he's, ru- he's running the opium. He, he needs a way out, dude. Yeah, maybe and, maybe and he got so, maybe it got too hot in the opium. That's what he said. Trade. No, that's what he says. It, it did. He needed a way out, man. It, it, yeah. he, he certainly had the power, I think, at this point to to Definitely. at least fabricate that story. He could because, send a ship out and say like, "Yeah, we we're all on it," and, well, and then just sink it. And he also gets into arms. I think he also gets in the arms with because he's running. He's running the opiates to the western countries right so he's obviously meeting american and, and, and the is english a direct, and a direct like opposite of what he was fighting against when he first started right now that i think about it no he wasn't fighting against anything no when he, he was first just started he, 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 was, he was literally was a con, con man right but didn't he kill the husband with the i think uh, it was part of the con that's the, part of the con it is part of the con but like it shows how corrupt he was that he was Literally, it's a con inside of a con inside of a con. Metacon. Metacon. No, Metacon. I don't mean that, but just like 20, 2019 Metacon. <laughs> it, take, it takes that Comic-Con. initial young, like I'm gonna play this hatred against this person to my benefit. To like he gets older and he's just like I'm. I'm actually the embodiment of the thing that I killed. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at Metacon. <laughs> Metacon. At Metacon, like you go at, at Metacon, you just it's you, my favorite. You 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 go. You dress as a character who's going to Comic Con. Yeah. 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 Uh, who are you? Who are you? I'm a guy dressed as the Hulk. Dressed as the Hulk. Dressed as the Hulk. What? Uh, attending Comic Con. Yeah. Which this is pretending not. to yeah. attend Comic Con. It's December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually just. Still at home on my couch. Yeah. What? I, don't I built understand. a Comic Con so inside my house. That I think I'm you. What? I'm y- you're me? <laughs> Fucking what is going on here? Medicon. Medicon. That's, that's actually the commercial. Medicon is like where you're, now on sale. you're at yeah. your yeah. own home built con, but you're videotaping yourself and like you're in like con. somebody's like holding you up at the real Comic Con. <laughs> like video of oh. you conning. It's the video of you. You shooting yourself at the con last year, <laughs> and you reminiscing on the con, oh, and yes. wishing you were still there. Guess what? You're at the con, Medicon. and you're I'm watching doing it from it con. To be, Hey, this needs to be a segment My couch on ColdFilmInterview.com. You need to do. We need to do Metacon with Mike Salustio. <laughs> I don't think I can hold this up for too much longer. That's about it. Bring us home. That's about it. So uh, we get to uh, what I like to call final boss. Yeah, we find out yeah. that the last guy is is alive and and, and just kicking. Yeah, and he's at and this balling ass party. We also find out that that's Ryu's father. Yeah. If we haven't mm-hmm. already discussed that, huge um, twist, huge plot t- twist. We all saw it coming. Um, yeah, and then they uh, they they uh, they take a carriage up to the. Uh, this is the thing. This is a. Th- I don't know if this is like a a, a cultural thing or something, but mm-hmm. like the way that the the way that this this last guy. Over, over explains and goes into a lot of detail about 
where he's going to be and why he's going to be there and what he does this there. This is a classic yada, yada, yada. villain move. When you you're, think it's like he's bragging? You reveal yeah, the whole plan. You really reveal the whole yeah. plan as a villain. Yeah. I'll be up there at 7.37 on the dot. Yes. Was this in like an American-Japanese party? Because there's two there's things. all that, the Westerners. There is. Yeah, that, yeah, all yeah. the Westerners, Westerners are there. Yes. Yeah, you can tell on the dance floor. Well, I was also not just say, Americans, Chris. When the, the gun starts blowing off up on, on, the, on the second floor, like you hear people saying, oh my God. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, there's so the, English-speaking the place, people. Yeah, here. the place they're at is this palace that's used to entertain the Westerners that are coming in because you know the the West played a huge role in you know the Westernization of sure. Japan, and they like bringing their their military strategy and their trade and all this. So these are all delegates basically gotcha. who just showed up to fucking party down. Again, we've, se- we, we've seen this all in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Keys chicken. I think it's Keys chicken. <laughs> He's right. Keys chicken. Excuse me, guys. Mike is making a valid point. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, what? We got what? off on some misspeakings. <laughs> Keys chicken. <laughs> Mike is making a valid point. This is where it all ties back into Ninja, Ninja Turtles 3. 3. Oh. It's the same plot. It's the same plot. <laughs> That's how it ties and in. Yeah. Found out. It's, the, it, it's actually the sequel, the prequel. The yes. prequel. They're not, they're not back in, t- back in time. Yeah, they're yeah. not back in no, time. No, but it's yet. true. Yeah, like there's, it, they haven't left yet. He's hosting. He's hosting these westerns. He's very well connected. He's very well connected to the western world. It's a masquerade party. You got tr- guns and shit. Y- Yuki rolls up, not dressed for the occasion. Not dressed. Sticks for out like a sore thumb. Does tr- not give two up, fucks. Even people there are looking at her confused. Like no, she why has the mask on. Well, she has the mask on, and when she takes it, and I, I want to talk about that scene a little bit. Yeah. So she, yeah. they show up to a masquerade ball, right? This is what essentially it is. It's like almost this like Shakespearean mm-hmm. idea. Powder she shows wiggy. up in yeah, this, this masquerade mask and there is a scene where she takes it. She's walking down the dance floor and she takes it off. The dance floor. The dance floor. <laughs> she's walking down the dance floor. floor. The god dance floor. Um, All right, do we get it out? Okay. Thanks. Uh, no, she's walking down and she takes the mask off and you see the extras actually look at her. Right, but I think it's purposeful. She's like trying to cause a like a scenario because she's trying to figure out what that guy looks like, and he's over by that like in the VIP section. Yeah, he's behind that velvet rope. Right. So she takes it off, and I think like it's it's this cool thing where she's definitely like purpose. I'm sorry, she's flexing. That's a flex. She's purposely trying to cause a stir. Mm -hmm. She wants attention drawn. And yeah. I think that that I actually think the scene like for me when I saw it as for a second time I thought it was like wow this is a very powerful scene about how manipulative she can be yeah. almost to the point of her own detriment because she could have been Here's the thing man shot Here's the <laughs> here's the thing though what she actually took off her mask because she couldn't see very well through it, and she's looking for this guy. Oh, it's that simple? Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, a Where? director's cut of this film. Oh. Yeah. Or she's like, I can't see. I can't see. She throws the mask <laughs> on the ground. Stupid joke. Yeah. And she <laughs> then sees him. I can't believe that, that this yeah. is this this yeah. is the key to the movie that I missed. It is. Yeah. That she's slightly blind. You were, you were looking a little too hard, My, much well, harder than she could have looked. Here I thought looked. she was a manip... Here I thought she was calculating. Here goes... <laughs> In reality... <laughs> Uh, no, she's just Proud a moron who just follows her own base instincts in her in her senses. Thank you, Cody. You're welcome. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for fleshing this movie out for me. She uh, <laughs> she ends up following him through a, uh, another another series of trap doors here, but she follows him through the the trap door, 
And uh, what happens after that is straight from Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Dude, I thought like those 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 disguise skills were like way ahead of the time. Wait, listen, Lon Chaney didn't ahead. have shit. No on, one knew on they had guy. latex back. I was in pretty shocked by this whole thing though. Fuel Japan, but yeah, they do. I dude, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming either. I did not see her the Scooby Doo ending. Coming. I, I was like, okay, the mustache, nope. yeah, that's peeling off. That makes sense, like a disguise, you know. But no, yeah, that's what I, I thought. I thought, I thought the they were gonna thing. peel the mustache yeah. off, but then yeah. like the, the whole, whole face. face shifts away. It's like I think you could have gotten away with just the mustache, if I'm being honest here. She starts yeah. ripping it up, ripping up the whole Dude, face. When they pull up the whole face, I was like, really? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are they trying to really show? I mean, just just the fact that it's a, not actually the person. Because yeah, I was I mean, like, yeah, am I absolutely. supposed to recognize this person? No, it's just a double. It's somebody who's you want you. Who's, they want a in, body double. Who's like, in a really good yeah. fucking disguise? Yeah. Oddly enough, who's yeah. got like seriously? If you're going to like a Halloween spirit of Halloween or something like that, you're paying one fifty for that mask. That's Easy. a that, that, that's a one fifty. That's, that's a top that, shelf. That is definitely a latex top of the yeah. line. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, yeah. But in in the background, as always, there's of course a giant fucking two way mirror, and that I think is one <laughs> of the funniest scenes this movie because. Ryu throws a chair, breaks the mirror, and then this guy like pops down like, ooh. Like the phantom. <laughs> he's like standing there like he's like, whoops, gotta get out of here. Like you didn't see that shit coming. Oh. There's just an outline of him that remains. He yeah. ran away so fast. Oh, what, I, what I like to believe is that two-way new mirrors are like this new technology. <laughs> and then they shatter it and he's just like, I thought that this was a, 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 a like like an absolutely bulletproof illusion. <laughs> yeah. Whoops, these are new technology. What if he the was guy like, that sold it to me said it was impenetrable. After he like throws, <laughs> after he th- throws the fucking chair through the, the mirror, the guy's just sitting there like, how the fuck did you know? <laughs> <laughs> All pissed off. I don't understand. I had a 12 foot like vertical mirror. The guy. mirror. I don't understand how you knew. Everyone has a 12 foot by 12 foot mirror in their Listen, house. Why would you suspect? I'm it's like calling, when you want to see not not necessarily like you from foot to toe, but like, you know, from you as you relate to the rest of the entire. <laughs> from foot to toe. <laughs> Head to toe. Head to toe, Chris. That's a small fucking mirror right there. <laughs> yeah, like foot a, to toe. It's like a hand mirror. I want a, ma- I want a micro mirror. That's like, that's like a mirror you put in a birdcage. <laughs> a, mic- a microscope, essentially. <laughs> I just want to see uh, my hangnail. That'd be funny. To, that'd be a great prank. Just put like a one inch tall mirror along like your baseboards of your house. That's my. That's my. Uh, but the best part about it to toe is mirror. that, like in reality, it's see through. It's see through. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the other side? I don't know. I have no idea. I can't shatter it because I can't find a utensil small enough to break it. Hey, and then Sorry. this. <laughs> yeah, so well, it sets off as the final game of cat and mouse. The, the cat and mouse. They run off. They they go in two different directions. Her and Ryu chasing after Ryu's yeah. father. And this is again to the point to where I'm like, why does she care? Right? Care, care what? Because hey, here we've had this part where we've had this badass lady all the way up to this. Right. Yeah. Ryu. Wrestles with his father has been shot nine times. <laughs> that motherfucker can take a bullet nine times in this the dude chest. Can take bullets, yeah. And she's still like, I don't know if I can stab my friend. 
through he may survive these nine gunshots yeah. to the chest. I, I actually don't think that that's necessarily the case. You don't think that's that's the what I picked it up as. I, I where she's it. like, I can't, I, I just can't do it to him. I can't stab through him to to his father and kill I, his father. No, I think what it Hold was on. because be, before she stabs, we get a quick flashback again. And it's flashing back right of all yeah. the the faces yeah. of all of them. I think it was her. Oops, sorry, taking. I think it was her taking relish in the fact that this was the final kill, and she was reflecting I, 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 on it. I, that's what I took. I I took it. The, the, yes, there absolutely is a slight moment of hesitation. This guy has slight. He's literally shot nine times. No, no but like before she fucking makes a move. Some of it is is due to the fact that she's on the other side. She's on a different balcony. She's got to do yeah. some somersaults to get. She's over. still trying to figure out how do I get to to one side to the other. She discovers. No. Hey. Sorry. No. Once she gets over there, he has to tell her it's okay yes. to do it. No, no, I'm yep. not saying that. But at this point, he's still in danger. Mm-hmm. She is watching this scenario occur. Yeah. Right. Um. She's trying to. You can see her trying through the cuts, trying to figure out how do I get to this other side. Um. Does he get shot one time at least? He's already, Yeah. He's already yeah. shot in the gut. He gets before shot before. And she then she says, over. "Well, okay, I, w- I want to try to save him." And then she realizes the sacrifice that he's making. And yes, she goes to the reveal. She goes to the like the memories. And then she thinks like, ultimately, she kind of like succumbs to the whole spirit of revenge yeah. that she's been. Plus, this like, dude, plus Rio's dead as fuck at this point. I mean, he really is. Yeah, Let's but be honest. It's, it's, it's a, a low investment. <laughs> no, I, I, re- I really Sacrifice. think, I, I think if I was to criticize the scene, I think it, it's a victim of maybe it's too long of an edit. Yeah, I think the maybe. edit needs yeah. to be uh, tighter to drive home kind of what is going through the character. I think honestly, it's a, it's, she, she is first of all, thankful for Rio for, for holding him there and allowing her to get the last kill. But I think when she's about to put the knife in, she's then reflecting on the fact that, her mission is basically complete and it almost kind of stops her in her tracks for a mm. moment. Her her goal, her only goal in life is about to be done. Well, almost, and then she gets shot. Well, yes, she she gets shot, right. Yeah, and at this point, I'm like, oh, she's dead. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, it's going to end with her killing him. She's also going to die. But then she has to go on this walk. Yep, she oh. has to go to the snow. Where to to the snow. Yeah. And this is the, and this is the scene that really drives home the revenge thing. That just it, it really does. The, like it then, is a moment where like if there is a twist in this film, like this is it. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I mean, you expect it coming yeah. in a weird way. I, th- I yeah, I saw. It no, coming. I'm not saying that you don't expect it. You do expect it, but like it comes at such a moment. Like it's something they definitely don't do with at the end of Kill Bill. No, but here's the thing with this one. Kill Bill did use what it, though. This, what, they, they allude feel, to it. I yeah. feel like yeah. there's a little bit of a cop-out with this, and, and and the reason I say that is because she get the you know the daughter from the, the first gangster guy shows up, stabs her. Just and randomly it, shows up, just out but, of the blue. But, also like, like, but she, she shows up to the scene earlier in the film. Yeah, she does. She, and she's, but she stabs her and then walks off. And we get this stumble, and I'm like, okay, well, she's, you know, now she's dead. I thought she was dead before, but now right. she's dead. And then she goes and stumbles some more, and then lands in the snow, and then grabs the snow, and then yells, and never really, we never really see her die. And I'm like, you guys couldn't just 
end it here. Like, I understand this, there's sequels and stuff like that, but it kind of cheapened it at the end for me a little bit with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Chris. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say that it, it did, it did seem like they didn't really play up. I don't know. Like you said, it's probably the twist. You didn't, they didn't want you to see it coming that she would. Uh, avenge her father's death by stabbing Lady Snowblood and maybe she was like an Ashura demon you know like maybe that was what they were trying to say is because she was avenging her father maybe she that makes her like the, the like she's kind of carrying the torch in a yeah, sense yeah but now her mission's done but but I also thought I thought it like although Kill so in Kill Bill what happens for anybody that's seen it like we know that like she kills somebody and they have a daughter and she tells the daughter I know at some point in time you're going to come back for me. And, like, for years we've been talking about, like, a Kill Bill sequel where the daughter comes back and tries to kill the bride. And, like, that's the story, right? You can tell where that idea came from from this film because although she doesn't tell the daughter, hey, I know you're going to want to come back and kill me, when it happens, like, I will say this about Lady Snowblood, she gives her a look like, I get it. Yeah. Well, like, she she it. does tell yeah. the, she tells she does tell the daughter like uh if anything goes down, you can find me here. Yeah. And, and, so we, she we alludes to the she, fact that she yes, at least that's tells her like to say. Yeah. if you need to yeah. find me, this is where right. you can find me. But yeah, when that that last stab, the first time I saw it did completely come out of I thought it came out of nowhere. I was like, "What the fuck? What where did this happen?" But it makes total sense why it would happen. Right. But, she, but it's I, so so powerful and she you take you, you take it that she dies because of the her her portrayal and like the pain that's in her face from getting stabbed like okay she's dead from here this is a very cool ending and then they just drag yeah, it out I, i'll i'll yeah, say I, i'll agree i'll agree that i think the yeah i think this it, this movie would have had a i would have probably preferred the ending if she did die i do think her not yeah. dying is kind of a cop out and feels a little bit like well, we got like a couple more movies we can probably squeeze out of this <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Because like for but I mean it plays to it plays to I was actually on this watch, I thought to myself, because you know, they do it all the time, right? You you've got a movie and you you play it for an audience, like they just didn't like the ending. Happens a lot in American films. Right, 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 right. And they change it. And it kind of feels like, yeah, like they have two there's like two endings they shot, and like we can either go with her dying or we can go with her waking up. And right. I think like with her dying, I think that's kind of good justice because her life doesn't have meaning. Her job is simply to get revenge, so now she can finally rest, and that kind of makes sense. But at the flip side of it, it's like, but her living through this means that she's kind of granted the opportunity now, the reward for everything she did is to actually have a life of her own now and kind of attempt to pursue that as a reward for completing her mother's um, well, I- I also want to say that, like, her living actually brings another level of the story where even at the end of the film, after the credits are start rolling, after the credits have started rolling, um, it's like, I don't ever get the impression that she's going after that girl that stabbed her. No, she's never, she never no. will. She's just like, I get it. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, it is. It, it, you did it what does, you had to her, do. I mean, her surviving, though, does create kind of another, it's not exactly, I mean, if you really break it down, it's, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to the fact that she's like it's a happy ending for her because i mean you have a woman that has no real conceived notion of normal life right and she's now she's now forced into it because she has nothing else to do it goes back to what cody said too like once the once the revenge is done 
Yeah. If you've lived only for revenge, yeah. and now that it's done, like, what do you do now? And that I think that was the precursor to the teacher saying to her, like, hey, man, like, yeah, yeah I understand this is important, but, like, also, like, remember you're a human being and you deserve happiness. Yeah. I always thought there was another way. I don't think she way... actually gets it. I no. always thought there was another way you could look at that ending, too, because... Like, you know, we have relatively quiet and meek character this whole film, and she lets out this guttural scream. Like, that. after seeing it a few times, I, I kind of parted back in my head, kind of, like, wishes or believes that, like, when she lets out that scream, it's almost like that piece of her mother's soul that embedded itself, like, was released. Like, that's dying. And then she basically wakes up, like, New without that, and she's yeah. kind of new again. I like that. Until Lady Snowblood, too. I like that. <laughs> until, until shit starts going awry. She's releasing <laughs> the demon within. Yeah. It's finally complete. Yeah. And it can es- it, she can be free nice. from this. I love that. say we rate this mammer i'm ready yeah let's do it kyle what are we rating it we're gonna rate this umbrella swords umbrella swords let's start with mike you know the first time i saw this film i probably for the original podcast that we lost it was a very binary thumbs up thumbs down situation um i gave this film a thumbs up no doubt uh if i were to give it a uh like a zero out of five score um, I probably would have given it a four at the time. Uh, upon seeing it again, it's a five. This is, I think, one of the great revenge uh, films that I've ever seen. I think it's fantastic. It's beautifully shot. Uh, the characterizations are great. The acting is phenomenal. Um, I think the style, stylistic choices that they make, both in cinematography and like even the gore, is is. Uh, how do I want to say this? I I feel like it it um, it's still it's still relevant today, like in a weird way, right? Like, like I said, like Samurai Showdown or something like that, a video game like that. I feel like a lot of those like crazy effects are still like relevant, you yeah. know? Like it's something that people still look to this day. If they saw it again, they'd be like, "Oh, that's it's cool. That's it's cool. This cool does not give a fuck about anything." And um. I think it speaks volumes that um, in a film like Kill Bill, that like this is this is this is this is the content that he went with. This is the uh, the homage that he chose to to make for that. And that is an epic film that had to span not only one film but two films. Mm. And really, in reality, like this film, it, I mean, yeah, he pulled a, a lot of a, a few other films, but this is the core like motivation for that film. There's no way that Kill Bill isn't like. Like this, the sole homage is not to this film. Like I think it's pretty obvious, and um, I think it speaks volumes. I think he recognized it. Maybe we didn't all recognize it at the time, but now seeing it again, I, I recognize it. I think it's. I think this is one of the great films of all time. My, oh, someone five. follow that shit up. Five or my, <laughs> I will. I'll go next. <laughs> 
Uh, I am at, so with this movie, uh, the only thing I have this movie to compare to is Female Prisoner. Okay. Um, but you've seen other Japanese samurai revenge films. No, yes. not really. I'm just curious. Okay. No, not okay. Really. Okay. Then never mind. Go on. I'm sorry. With that being said, I actually prefer Female Prisoner to this movie. Uh, me personally, I feel like the tone and some of the, and the character itself, um, is a little more into the revenge stuff in in female prisoner. It's a little more hard edge, I guess is the way I can put it. There is somewhat of a softness with this character in the, in this movie, which is is led to be uh, misleading, you know, for it's for her victims. I feel like for Lady Snowblood's victims in this, but I also feel like there is some things like that I didn't, you know. Again, it's like I wish there was m- a little more of the action, a little more of the violence. In Rio's story, I just I don't care for, and I wish was kind of not in there, and it was more revenge focused, like I feel like uh, Female Prisoner was. So with that being said, I think I I don't know remember what I gave Female Prisoner if I gave it a five or or four, uh, but I would put for Lady Snowblood for me I would put it at a three point five. It could go higher a second watch because this conversation, um, you know, has has helped me and uh, 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 be enlightened with the film and, and see some things that uh, maybe I didn't read t- too deep into on the first watch. Well, I'll, I'll look again for more stuff on the second watch. I definitely think it deserves a second watch. I think people should watch this film. Uh, but yeah, I'm in at a three point five for me. I think it's a solid. It's a solid film. Very like, you know, solid as fuck. <laughs> Chris. Uh, I'm actually coming in at a three and a half as well. Um, I this this movie is um, a good movie, like no doubt about it. Like it is artistically done. It is very well acted, uh, especially by our our leading lady. Um, God, Mikio. Uh, sorry, Miko Kaji. She she is just great. I love seeing her. She's probably my favorite Japanese actress that I've ever seen. And I I don't watch a lot of martial arts movies or kung fu or samurai or anything like that but um this was like i did have a fun time watching it it was a little hard to get through for me like i will admit i fell asleep more than once during this movie and i had to watch it twice to really absorb like all of the things that were going on i know to some of you guys you're like it's easy like this is a common story but for me i'm like okay now they're you know they're flashing back and like who is this the mom or is this her like you know i'm trying to piece it all together and so it definitely required a little more investment, like to get the whole story. But visually, like the movie is super cool. Um, I love the blood gags. Of course, I agree with Cody. I think there could have been more uh, of it. Um, I know they were trying to tell a little bit more of the backstory of the revenge tale, more so than they were trying to showcase the gore and blood. But when they did do that, it was super fun and awesome. And for seventy three, this this is pretty uh, uh, extreme. Like you know, and the blood was. Not quite orange, but still not quite that realistic dark red yet. But it was getting to that point, I feel like. So it was it was pretty well done. And and yeah, I would recommend watching it for sure. Definitely if you're gonna go start getting into this type of genre, it's probably a super important one to check out. Um and obviously uh, you know, famous uh American directors are are homaging this film because it was super influential and I could see why. I just think for me, it's not going to be one that I could go back to a lot and revisit. Like maybe I'd give it one more watch and it could go up for me like from that point. But you know, like three and a half for right now, barring possibly another watch in the future. Before we get to Kyle, it's just there, it was missing uh, there. 
Female Prisoner has somewhat of a, a little bit of a weird fun element to it that I can't quite describe why. And then I don't feel like Lady Snowblood does. I think there's a setting. Setting, yeah. I think it's setting, and I think yeah. it's I think it's director style, and I think it's uh, there's a huge there's there's an, there's a difference because there's still the creativity and the chaos and stuff in, in in female prisoner, and they do a lot more in terms of like stylistic approaches yeah. to it in I terms of making that. characters look like demons. But I mean, I guess I'll just kind of go into my review here. Um, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll just keep, I'll, I'll just keep on talking. So, uh, anyways, and 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 now back, go on, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm really excited. You guys enjoy this film. I thought that uh, picking it, I thought I was more concerned about this one than I was with Female Prisoner, just because of the setting, because this is a period piece and period piece. Uh, samurai films definitely or Japanese films definitely have a different vibe than Yakuza or kind of modern based stuff so I'm happy you guys enjoyed it um, I discovered this movie on I know we've we've mentioned it so much in this series film we've done a lot of comparisons to Kill Bill I discovered this movie on accident actually because um, I was uh, back in the day the Fries Electronics used to have one of the most dope ass collection of DVDs for purchase there oh, they sure did and um, <laughs> I pulled this movie out and stamped on the front of it. It was a DVD, and stamped on the front was featuring, uh, including the song featured in the film Kill Bill. And I was like, oh, the song from this movie was used in Kill Bill? And I read the back, and I was like, this kind of sounds like Kill Bill a little bit. <laughs> so uh, that's why I picked up, and I'm happy I did. And y- yes, I I do agree with what you're saying about this being the source material. So a little fun fact, Quentin Tarantino gave copies of this movie to the entire crew to watch over and over again in lead up to actually shooting Kill Bill. So there's definitely a lot of influences that got injected into that film. Um, I love this movie. I I wish we had a little more time to kind of go into more of the technical stuff because the technical side of it is some of the stuff that I find most interesting and engaging. I, I to this day I absolutely I absolutely love these films that use these old school sets with backdrops and shit and like in these really these are realistically really small sets that they're and they and they are completely using all the tools in their trade to change the look of the background and the environment around them and like the kill at the beginning is a great example where it's just this stark black background that's basically they exist on the small stage with a light you know like one light above them basically so um i think the director did a good job on that i love this actress i love this i i, I love her performance she is she is that she's a very beautiful looking woman who is fucking badass violent as hell i love the blood i love that the blood is brighter i think it works it plays better in this film than it does in most films from the 70s because it gives it more of a comic book manga vibe and it looks brutal as fuck Mm -hmm. so um yeah uh i'm gonna come in at the uh, on this one it's oddly enough that you brought female score female prisoner scorpion because i'm actually going to come in at a 4.5 on this film because i think i like scorpion just a touch more but yeah 4.5 this movie is amazing go check it out um, if you want to just see a great revenge film I'm glad you brought up um, technical because that uh, also reminded me that I wanted to say that the editing was also very unique in this movie, especially with like the way they would um, layer image images, Mm -hmm. you know, and like cut back and forth between the flashbacks and like her memories and stuff like that. Like 
I thought that, you know, sometimes that can like be like, okay, are they just fucking trying weird shit, you know? But this, it actually felt like it served the movie and it served the story. Yeah, and I'll, I will say this. This is something I was going to mention. I was going to mention just for you guys. I would highly, highly recommend a second watch and treat it like, just treat it like it's your first watch. Like, because this movie does front load you with a bunch of backstory and the first time watch even for me was a bit chaotic i mean this movie has a does a really great job of bringing it all together so at the end you kind of feel like you have the sense of relief over you like oh cool but then on doing another watch it's almost like it's like watching the movie the first time but you kind of have a better understanding of what's happening the movie plays better on your second watch because mm-hmm. you actually kind of know where the plot's going so i agree with that and and actually when i was watching i was like maybe i should have read the plot before watching the movie or like read kind of where it's going well, a little bit to so that i can't don't have to try to figure it out i can just like yeah i just think the flashbacks play to make yeah. it a little more confusing experience for a first time watch well, i think so. i'm the only person here that's actually watched it literally a second time mm-hmm. and that's exactly how i felt yeah, like, like, I, like, I mean that purposely. Like, I, I definitely would have given it a thumbs up when I watched it the first time, but this time it was f- so much. It was two thumbs up. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it plays better, and it, 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 it. You really, I feel like you actually have more time to kind of invest in the. I don't think the you know the first time you're initially watching it, like all the, uh, in, in- oh, intricacies, intricacies. Thank you, Kyle. Um, that the film does at least in acting that uh, like you can tell her desire for revenge. Yeah, I think that's something that I didn't catch the first time, and now that I saw it, it's like it it is like I I I still stand by my review. One of the great re- revenge films of all time, only because it it, it like it frames revenge as uh not just a construct of like something that somebody desires, but, like, even something that can pass on through generations. Yeah. Something so strong that, like, a person might follow mm. it continually. So, obviously, you haven't seen Drive Angry starring Nicolas I have, Cage. I apparently have not. Yeah. No, I have, that's but... The, that's but, the greatest revenge film. <laughs> Strangely enough, I didn't think that film really hit it as hard it does. as he this film did. He comes out of hell to get his revenge. Well, it's like Ghost <laughs> Rider 2... How hard do you have to hit? ...who also... <laughs> Came back from hell. Ghost Rider is Spawn. another important <laughs> film. Damn, he's from right. John Leguizamo. Freddy. John right. Wick. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. But before we go, we got a shout out to do. Who's who's reading it? Yes, I will read it. Thank you, Mike. Cody. Thank you, Mike. This is a five star review from a UK listener. Uh, he goes by the handle Sir. Colin of Duty, which I think is the greatest handle I've ever heard on this show. Uh, that one's pretty good. Like I said, five-star review. Great bunch of guys. Great podcasting. I cannot recommend the show more. Thank you. Thank you. That is you. Awesome. short to the point and sir, awesome. Sir. He's been knighted. Colin of Duty. When, when, when was he knighted, you think? I think... Probably uh, Black Ops 2. Two th- yeah, around <laughs> that time. Yeah, probably around, around Black that Ops 2. <laughs> Maybe World at War, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't be sure. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our show for this week. Do us a huge favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Then tomorrow, if you are in Phoenix, go to Phoenix Film Bar to watch Night of the Comet with us. 
You can get tickets where, Chris? TheFilmBarPHX.com. That is correct. Make sure you head out and do that right now. Go do that right now because we'll see you tomorrow. All right? And then uh, ColdFilmInterview.com. Go there. Pick up a cool T-shirt like maybe the one Mike's wearing tonight. Again, we've already described it beginning of the show. If you need to, <laughs> if you need to listen to that, go back. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Make sure you follow us on social media at Cult Film underscore review on Twitter, Cult Film and Review on Instagram and on Facebook. You can follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at Cult Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... Cult Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Salusio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. We should probably tell them what it's about. So let's get with. with <laughs> Just working real well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Cody brought his good mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>